As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hey guys, Robert here along with Dustin, and welcome back to the Guys and Ties podcast. The Who's are 4 and O. Oh, and before we dive in, we want to just give you a quick message from my bookie. If you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up or keep walking? Of course you'd take the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I go to my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay you when you win. Let's face it, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. Listen, I wouldn't be telling you guys to bet with them if they weren't the best, so do the smart thing. If you're going to bet football this season, bet with my bookie. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all of your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings, and no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of the year. Join now and my bookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR, C-H-A-I-R. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. UVA football is the softest bunch of cream puffs, bow tie wearing, brie cheese eating, NASCAR wearing wussies I've ever seen in my life. I'm going to punch people from UVA right in the neck. They wear suits to games. <laughs> That's absurd. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Guys and Ties podcast. This is Dustin. I've got Robert with me. And, you know, we took a week off last week, and that's my fault. I have to apologize for uh, giving my voice to the Who's in the win over Florida State. And unfortunately, we weren't able to schedule another time to record. So we aren't going to talk about Florida State that much. We're going to mention them a little bit, just, you know, in retrospect. But. No reactions, no 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 tears of joy for Florida State that win, which was incredible. Yeah, and great, uh, Rob, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. I'm good. You know, we're four and zero. Four and zero. First time since '04. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's it's a pretty good day, man. It's been a while. A long while, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while, but we do need to talk about that ODU game. And while it may not have been the prettiest game we've ever seen, it was actually quite ugly. We did come out with a win, and I want to hear what your thoughts are on it. What was like one good thing, if you can find one, about that ODU win? Uh, I mean, there's still a lot of good things to it. I mean, obviously, just the fact that it's a win. I mean, you got to talk about the defense, and that's one thing we were watching the game last night, and like everyone, we were so like caught up in emotions, like how is Virginia down seventeen nothing? Like we're trying to fight and claw our way back. Didn't take the lead till the fourth quarter. So like in my head, like. I was just so relieved that we won that in the moment I didn't realize how good, especially in the second half, how good of a defensive performance it was. Mm-hmm. That they held him to only 46 second half yards. Yeah. And all the articles this morning recording this on a Sunday were about the defense. I was like, oh, yeah. Like, I was just so caught up. I didn't even really notice that was so such a big part of the game. We're emotional fans. 
And yeah, uh, that, that the first thing I think you know that came to my mind was UMBC, that UMBC loss in basketball a couple of years ago, where we just didn't seem to be able to hit anything. And you know the basketball team, you know, kept trying to come back. They they their hearts. It didn't seem like they were totally invested in the game. And that's how it kind of felt with this one as well. And so it was kind of weird, you know, coming off that Florida State game where they were so emotionally charged and, you know, the fans were in it and it just seemed like everything was going UVA's way. Even though Florida State made plays, it wasn't that UVA was making a lot of mistakes. Mm -hmm. But that wasn't the case last night on Saturday where UVA seemed to, you know, not be able to catch breaks. It seemed like the play calls and you know, the execution weren't, you know, all on the same page and, you know, just some dumb mistakes along the way too. So it was just a stark difference, you know, from one week to the next against two very different opponents. Yeah. And there's no, I mean, honestly, like there's no way these guys like didn't like just look over this game. Like it's had to happen. And like, I looked over it. I mean, it's most, it's most in between Florida state and Notre Dame. It's probably the two biggest games on the schedule this year, besides the tech game at the very end. Like, I was so, like, ready to go in the morning, like, before the game. Like, I tweeted out, like, I just really want to see R.J. Harvey and at quarterback. <laughs> and it's like, God, we got one play of Lindell Stone, and that was Stone. ugly. Yeah. <laughs> that was ugly. You got Stone, Thankfully, bro. Bryce is hopefully okay. But, <laughs> yeah. um, yeah, I mean, dude, like, I overlooked it. I'm sure the team did. I mean, the coaching staff, I'm, maybe they didn't necessarily look over it, but, like, Broncos says like hey guys we're focused on this and that's what he said he's like yeah there's nothing that came out of odu because they had a bye week last week mm-hmm. there's nothing that they saw that was new like there was no wrinkles like they studied the game plan from virginia tech um and they're like yeah that's what it was but like there's no way these guys weren't gonna have an emotional letdown i think the important thing is is even though it's ugly that you know they won they and stuck it out and and i don't think that's something that happens a couple of years ago under our former coach mike london yeah and it's just you know the the new coach and the 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 passion that he's brought with it, but also the ability to stay composed and the ability to finish out games was something that we could never do back mm-hmm. in the day, and well, for like seven years, and and <laughs> now many. yeah, and now and now we're able to do that, which is you know a huge surprise, not not a surprise, but it's like wonderful as a fan to be able to know that your team is gonna finish games yeah. really strong, and I mean. What we were talking about is that, you know, we have were, what, down in every FBS opponent yeah. game we've had. Versus Pitt, versus yeah, FSU, all three games and versus were down ODU. at halftime. So, I mean, the fact, and honestly, like, one thing about this team is, like, yeah, the culture is strong and that helps with it. But, like, this is just, like, a border, I would say borderline elite coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Like, there are some terrific coaches. I mean, on the defensive side of the ball, you've got guys, you've probably got two or three future defensive coordinators maybe even head coaches down the line on that defensive coaching staff Mm -hmm. Beck is terrific on the offensive staff yeah and like these guys came in they make adjustments and they've done that every game so far and you see Pitt beating UCF this weekend you see Florida State beating Louisville this weekend you know it's it's impressive what these guys have been able to do against teams that I think are going to end up looking better at the end of the season I think both the Pitt and Florida State win uh are going to look better you know two months from now than maybe they did initially. I'm really glad that we got Pitt and Florida State early in the season. Yeah, and, absolutely. Um, just, just so that, you know, because Florida State especially is such an emotional roller coaster of a team this year. And Pitt, you know, they, they're doing their, their new offense, and so they haven't probably picked up all the wrinkles yet. But clearly some talent on those Pitt and Florida State teams. 
and they showed it. They showed that against us, and they also showed in their games this weekend. And you know, Pitt taking down UCF, which is a you know one of those group of five schools who you know has been in the playoff consideration for the last couple of years. So it's really really interesting to see where those teams will go, and also just kind of what the other teams in the ACC are going to do uh, this week or in the next coming weeks until we play them. Um, but let's go back to the ODU game and let's talk about some things. We are, we talked about one thing that we liked and that was the defensive performance. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about some things that we didn't like, some yeah. things that to improve on. I mean, the easy one is O-line. Yeah. The O-line was hurt by injuries last night. Yeah. So I don't think it was announced during the broadcast, but they said it after the game that uh, Oluwatimi, our starting center, hurt his hand against Florida State, so he wasn't able to snap. I think he mm-hmm. played one series at guard. Yeah, that's but, what it said. So anyway, Tyler Fannin played at center, and then Fannin got hurt. Fannin also got hurt. So Rankin Smyer had to come inside, back to center, where he had. That was where most of experience, his experience was. He played last place. year, but he's been he's been playing tackle this yeah. year as a more experienced, you know, offensive lineman. And the tackles keep rotating between Rankin Smyer, Haskins, Swoboda. and Swoboda. So. And Swoboda got leveled last night against uh, White. And that's what happened. You know, when you're six foot ten, you're not going to win the leverage battle very often. You you know, so yeah, yeah, bend and pop. (laughs) You can't bend that far down. No, (laughs) guys can bend. They barely have to bend to get under him. So anyway, but yeah, I mean, the offensive line and still a work in progress. You know, like what I think we averaged two and a half yards a carry, 2.4 mm-hmm. yards a carry last night. Uh, Bryce Perkins was our leading rusher with 35 yards. Uh, Wayne Talapapa, 11 carries for 33 yards. That's not the prettiest stat line in the world, no. uh, even with this touchdown. So, I mean, the offensive line and really the inability to establish a legit running game throughout any of these games is interesting. And it's weird, too, because... You know, you look back on the BYU days that this coaching staff had together, and they did. I mean, you look at the Taysom Hill film. I mean, Taysom Hill was running the ball a lot. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we're kind of getting to that point here where I think they'd like to run the ball more traditionally than they have. And I don't think Wayne Talapapa is necessarily the problem. There's just not an offensive line to really generate that push and make it so it's a consistent part of the game plan. Yeah, and I I wish that, you know, I know it's still early in the season, but we're getting up on our fifth game against a Notre Dame team that's going to have some big boys on the defensive line. And I'm worried that the rotation of especially the left tackle mm-hmm. is going to you know, hurt us in the end. Yeah. And just in general, I'm really surprised just how the rotation worked out because you know, you have a true freshman playing left tackle all last mm-hmm. year, playing generally well, and they slide him into guard. Yeah. And like to me... I, they're a big fan of saying we want the best five offensive linemen on the field at all times. Mm-hmm. But Bronco also one of his like core pillars or smooth stones, what he calls them is not every position is equal. And it seems to me you'd want the better player at left tackle right. than left guard. Right. I don't know. But um, maybe, maybe it has to do with their running scheme and having Bryce Perkins, you know, having him have the, the option to run it straight up the middle. If you don't have a good guard, he's going to get pushed out to the side. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's I don't know. interesting. I mean, the whole offensive line, I think, in general, you know, we ranked it as our fifth, fifth. strongest position, which was still low. It's still at the low end. It was still the third lowest. Yeah, but I think I feel safe saying that's probably our weakest position. I would put right it now. as last right now. Like, if we had to redo it today, I would put that as last and put wide receivers way ahead of them. Yeah, way receivers ahead. have been a pleasant surprise. Yeah, and yeah. 
you know, even even one thing I do want to call out, because while we're talking blocking with offensive line, mm-hmm. while our offensive line is a bit subpar with blocking, our receivers have been terrific blockers really downfield. I mean, you look at the fourth down play with Bryce Perkins. Mm-hmm. For Billy Kemp, a small guy, that play doesn't happen if Kemp doesn't get that block. Joe right. Reed's touchdown. We knew Hasise was a great downfield blocker. Well, Hasise, but Hasise just manhandled this guy. Hasise just, you know, he also had that late hit. Yeah, <laughs> an unnecessary. Sometimes he's too good at blocking. Yeah, he he's an aggressive guy. For. But uh, yeah, I mean, our wide receivers are really good at blocking. And uh, one one other thing I want to say about our receivers is that you know Joe Reed continues to cause defensive pass interference calls to be called against him, and I think that's something that's really great. You know, he's our leading receiver this year, 215 yards. He's someone who's really stepped up this year mm-hmm. uh, when we really didn't know who was going to step up in the wide receiver position. So. Really good to see Joe Reed. And also, you know, I feel like his kick returning is even better this year than it has been. He had I, a nice kick return. He did. You know, yesterday. I, I feel like every time he has an option to take it out, I would prefer him to do that and see what he can do with it because he's electric with the ball in his hands. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I guess going back, I mean, one thing, while the offensive line struggled, and I think the offense in general kind of struggled as well, Yeah. just one thing I want to bring up is the linebackers yeah. because we you know the talk of the offseason was how good the secondary was going to mm-hmm. be and you know the Braden injury hurt although I would say Nick Grant has far exceeded my expectations Definitely. I think Nick Grant has played honestly pretty well with the exception he got beat a couple times against Pitt mm-hmm. but otherwise I mean he might have been our best player in the secondary against Florida State yeah but I'm pretty confident now I'd say linebackers are the strongest position unit on the team. I agree with you. I, I would even bump I would bump the secondary. I, w- I was even going to say bump the secondary down instead of moving the linebackers up just because of how the secondary's played mm-hmm. this season. I, I think that, you know, especially Bryce Hall, even though he's played well, there's definitely been some times where he has gotten beat downfield or, you know, I don't know if he's missed any assignments, but there's a couple times last night especially where he, he was off. And seems weird coming from an all-American player like him. Yeah. And I mean, to his credit, he's not getting much safety help. No. You know, the way we send blitzes, there's a lot of man coverage Mm -hmm. and maybe just a single high safety look. And the safeties aren't sliding over to Bryce Hall's side. They're going to slide over to Nick Green. But um, yeah, I mean, he's gotten beat sometimes. I don't think he's played poorly because, you know... Normally, when they're throwing his way, the receiver's open. Like, you don't see yeah. if it's a 50 50 ball, they're normally not going to throw his way. Yeah. Like, he's not getting a lot of targets. Like, he'll get nowhere close to his whatever it was 22 pass breakups right. that he had last year. Right. Like, just the numbers, the volume won't be there to even just because just because they're staying away from him. Yeah, absolutely. There was one, one throw last night in the first quarter where the ODU receiver just went up over him and just got it. And it reminded me a lot of the tech game last year where you know the tech receiver just went over Bryce Hall and got it um but yeah I, I would feel confident with putting the linebackers in head of the secondary yeah and you know Charles Snowden this week won like essentially the defensive like player the mm-hmm. week award for college football because yeah. I mean his performance was incredible 15 tackles three and a half for loss two sacks you know he had the pressure that led to the Zane Zandier interception mm-hmm. too that won't necessarily come up in the stats, but it was a huge part of it. Yeah. And just Jordan Mack is so fast. Jordan Mack, just night and day difference when he's on the field. Yes. Zandier obviously had the interception. Um, Rob Snyder was steady. Mack Gam had a tackle for loss. Mm-hmm. Noah Taylor had a sack. You know, it was a good performance. The only the only bad thing I can say is I don't know. I'm guessing it was a linebacker that had the running yes. back when he curled out. The wheel route. Yeah, for yeah. the touchdown. but. I don't. I have no idea. I made that mistake 
<laughs> saying it was Bryce Hall a couple weeks ago. Um, so I will, I don't know. I'm guessing he's a linebacker, but honestly, the linebacking core is terrific. On it this definitely team. looked like a linebacker because uh, Zandier and um, I think it was Mac both. Yeah, everyone rushed flipped. the quarterback. Yeah, yeah and like one of them linebacker. forgot the running back. Yeah, so I don't know, but regardless, I mean, this linebacking core is the absolute to me the absolute strength of this team. I mean, this rush defense is incredible. And, you know, the stat that's getting hyped a lot now is that Virginia is currently first tied for first in the country for sacks, which I will say is a little misleading because they're tied with Florida with 20 sacks. Mm -hmm. Florida had 10 sacks in their first game against Miami going against a true freshman, 250-pound left tackle. So, you know, call it what you will. I'm going to put a little asterisk by Florida sack count. To what I said to Rob is that we also have played ODU and William & Mary. So two teams hey. that, you know, we would have gotten a lot of sacks on. But the linebackers are the ones bringing the heat, man. Like, there's a couple secondary blitzes. You know, Joey Blunt has a couple sacks. You know, Richard Burney had his first sack last night. Famui's made some good plays. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it's the linebackers. And it's the coaching staff that is drawing up these blitzes. And, you know, if there's one concern I have with that, it's that, Hopefully that's sustainable. Hopefully we can just blitz mm-hmm. teams out of the water for the next, you know, two months. You know, it it makes sense because our secondary is really good. And even, you know, with the injuries and, and with, you know, maybe some players not playing up to the, you know, how good they can be, they're still really good and are we're able to bring more linebackers and more pressure and even, you know, safety blitzes and corner blitzes where we can get a lot of pressure with that. Yeah. I mean, you know, Jordan Mack has a sack and six straight games yeah. i think going back to last year he leads the team five sacks on the season uh snowden noah taylor both have threes and deer and joey blunt both have two a lot of guys have one one and a half i mean snowden is so disruptive yeah I mean, and it's just, not always pass rushing it's too. not no. i mean 15 tackles by an outside linebacker like yeah. he'll drop in the coverage he'll make plays mm-hmm. he's a terrific player yeah and, and you get those pass rush moves eventually He's gonna be. He's gonna be a. High I'm excited to see where his where his career takes him. Yeah, because I mean, you look and it's cool. Because um, I was reading this article this week, and it's like guys. I don't know. It's talking to all these NFL scouts, and one of the things they brought up was guys who like guys who are gonna rise in the draft, and one of them was Charles Snowden. Like mm-hmm. guys that are kind of under the radar right now. On the flip side, Bryce Hall showed up as someone whose height might be a little bigger than what his draft size. It's funny because yeah. some. The college football people love Bryce Hall. The NFL people think maybe second, third round. Yeah. Who's to say? But uh, I mean, Who there's NFL say? players. On, there's a lot of NFL players on that defense. Yes. Yeah. Do you think Snowden leaves after this year? I don't think so. I think he's the. He reminds me of Malcolm Brogdon in the yeah. sense that like he really values like the school and the education okay. and the opportunities. Also, I think from a playing standpoint, his pass rush needs I, to get a little bit better. They're gonna. NFL teams are going to draft him to be a pass rusher, mm-hmm. and I think he can improve in that area with yeah. another year. But um, I don't know. I mean, there's so many NFL players on this defense, and it's honestly just one of the best defenses in the ACC, no doubt. Yeah, right behind Clemson, I'd say. Yeah, arguably for sure. Yeah. Now, uh, let's. Are you? Do you have anything else to say about ODU? Yeah. I, I feel like I just. I feel like it's definitely. It was kind of a trap game coming in, and I feel like the players played down to that level of trap game-ness, and uh, it showed. And there was a lot of mistakes on both sides. But this is a second-half team for sure, and they clean it up. And so it was really good to see them finish the game. And with that being said, 
let's move on to next week. Let's look ahead finally against <laughs> Notre Dame. And uh, how do you feel about this game, Rob, considering that Notre Dame has just come off of a really emotional loss at Georgia the week before? I mean, Notre Dame's good. I mean, you don't go into Georgia and play Georgia that close. Georgia has a legit argument to be the best team in the country. Mm-hmm. They got one number one uh, vote in the AP poll this week. So they're a legit team. And what Notre Dame, Notre Dame hung in there a lot better than I thought they would. I kind of expected Georgia to roll by 20 or so, yeah. just because that's kind of Notre Dame's reputation. Yeah. I think, I think A, Virginia can hang with them. And I think maybe the biggest advantage is that it was a close game it was a tight game that notre dame played against mm-hmm. georgia you know maybe they're tired maybe maybe there's a bit of a letdown factor on their own end after that type of game yeah um i think i think if the offense is good enough i think our defense if we can get any in books face they struggled to run. i think they had 46 total rushing yards against georgia yeah you know if the defense is what we think it can be and the offense you know, if they can play at or near the level of where they were fourth quarter against Florida State, mm-hmm. I don't think it's totally unrealistic to say Virginia can go in there and compete to pull that upset. Yeah. You know, Notre Dame dropped down to 10th in the polls. We're up to 18th, which is our highest since 2007. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think? I feel like I first have a question for you. Do you think Notre Dame's out of the playoff race? Yes. Okay. And because I asked that because, you know, what are they playing for this year if not for a playoff race? You know, they came in with playoff aspirations. They do, you know, that's kind of their their mojo. They come in every year thinking that they can win the playoff. And it's really difficult for them because they are not in a conference. And so they have no conference championship to, like, really boost their resume. And so they really have to prove it to everyone. Now, with last year, I think they had more to prove, especially after getting blown out by Clemson. Mm-hmm. And I think that... You know, they came in this year with, you know, a really good quarterback in Eden Book. They have a really good defense. They just have, you know, their coaching staff is really well respected. And I think they needed to win this game to get into the playoffs. Now, another question is, does that mean that they're going to give up on the season? Or are they going to, you know, kind of become resilient and just try and beat us to death? (laughs) And I don't know the answer to that because I I think that it's going to be really interesting to see how they come out and if this is a kind of a, you know, hangover game for them. Yeah. I mean, I think it 100% has the ability to be, I mean, as you know, it's crazy thinking we're number 18. That's like, we're 18 in the AP and coaches poll. Like mm-hmm. you look at the teams we're in front of, like we're in front of Michigan, we're in front of A&M, Utah. Like, obviously we're not necessarily the pushover we used to be, but we're still not a brand name in football. Mm-hmm. And to have Georgia the week before us, I mean, obviously, dude, at Georgia, like, that's a legit game. And, you know, game day was there. Like, there's so much emotion. I view it more as, like, the emotion from last week. Maybe there's a letdown this week. I don't I don't know if I necessarily view it in the context of the whole season. Is it kind of like, you know, is it kind of like our thing with FSU with, yeah, and then yeah, ODU? Exactly. And, yeah. Because after us, they've got um, Bowling Green, but then they've got USC, Michigan right after that, back-to-back weeks. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I'm really excited for this game, man. I mean, I've been reading all these stats, and another one that is really cool is that Notre Dame, I think, is all time. I don't think any ranked ACC team has ever won in South Bend. No. So, I don't know. There's like all these stats, and like just playing, like, I'm so excited to like play in Notre Dame's sky and their stadium. Like, 
I don't know what uniforms we're going to wear. Like, mm-hmm. I just think it's going to be so cool to, like, turn on the TV and be like, oh, like, yeah, that's us. We're, yeah. we're in Notre Dame Stadium. Yeah, like, and, we're on, and we're on NBC, too. Yeah. Which is great. It's going to be just, like, big time. I mean, that is big time college football, man. Yeah. You know, top 20 matchup at a national venue against a traditional powerhouse. I mean, I'm fired up for this game. And, and the players should be, too, I oh, think. Oh, yeah, they will be. I, I think it's, you know, especially coming off this week, I think Bronco Bronco's really good about, you know, m- most of the time getting his players ready for the game. And I think he's, he's going to let them know what they need to do. And, I mean, I'm expecting, offensively, I mean, they're just going to put the game in Bryce Perkins' hand. You know, we have mm-hmm. not run the ball very successfully this season. And... You know, I I just don't think that's going to be a big part of the game plan. You know, I think it's going to be a heavy pass offense. Like, yeah. I think that's what it's going to be. And defensively, if I'm guessing, it's probably going to be similar to what we've seen each of the past few weeks. It's going to be, you know, not conservative, but, you know, bringing four guys like, you know, as far as pass rush mm-hmm. goes. And then we'll kind of hit the second half and the blitzes will start to come out. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I... I'm hoping these guys are ready for it, man. Like, I know Bronco. I think he's zero and three against BY against Notre Dame when he was mm-hmm. at BYU. But I mean, these guys kind of know the drill. I don't think there's any players left that played against Notre Dame uh, on our team. There's uh-huh. a couple guys that redshirted, but um, for the 2015 matchup, I don't know, man. I'm just fired up. Like, what, it's what, gonna be great. What does UVA have to do in order to win this game? I would say establish a ground game, but I don't think that's I don't think that's how this one's gonna work. No, uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, Bryce Perkins is gonna have to have the game of his life. I hope I, I really hope that we can get the ground game running because I think that Talapapa is a good running back, mm-hmm. and for some reason we just couldn't get it going last night. And I don't know how many run calls that were called, but the ones that were, it didn't seem like we were getting any push. Uh, I, if that goes back to our offensive line, that's fine. But w- this team, you know. We've got to find a way to win this game. Yeah. And how's that going to be? I mean, really, we have two like legitimate data points being Florida State and Pitt. And yeah. our offense in both of those games were heavy pass. And yeah. the run didn't really become a factor unless it was short yardage or it was goal line. Yeah. Like, if it's not third and two, you know, I don't think we're running the ball. And mm-hmm. I think that's just how this offense is going to be this year, just given the early indications. Yeah. I don't think there's going to be a heavy emphasis on establishing the ground game. I think they're going to put the ball in Bryce's hand. And I think they've said we like our receivers better than our offensive line. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just how it's going to be. Yeah. One one thing that I, I found interesting is how Bryce Perkins seems to be really kind of steady as a mid to short range passer. And he seems to be able to hit those targets pretty consistently. Now it's the long range balls that he has not really had good control of this year so far. There's a couple deep balls last night that he missed. Uh, I know the very first pass he threw uh, right over the hands of Chapman, but after that, you know, there was a couple that he underthrew as well. So, what do you think about his long game versus his mid range game? Bryce definitely has throws that he likes better than others, mm-hmm. and you know, I look at the Virginia Tech Virginia Tech game last year as kind of like. What I was hoping a little bit more could happen this year, but just really hasn't been the case. The way they attack downfield, you know, mm-hmm. they have the deep ball to Alamade Zacchaeus, the Joe Reed touchdown, mm-hmm. the first one, the one-handed one. Yeah, I was hoping we'd see more of that. I just don't think that's really how this offense is going to work, and that's not Bryce's strength is really throwing downfield. But it's funny, you see routes that 
are just very, very similar week to week. And there's just concepts that they like, you know, the tight end or Hasis, you know, just coming curling over the center of the field. They love that. Mm -hmm. They love that route. Um, Joe Reed from the slot. If you look back at the games last year, Joe Reed ran the same five yard out route in the slot for his long catch and run against Georgia Tech. Same route against Virginia Tech for long catch and run. And look at his touchdown yesterday. It's the exact same route. Yeah. So there's definitely passes that I think this staff is comf- more comfortable with, with Bryce Perkins. Mm-hmm. It's just not, the deep ball isn't going to be part of the game. And I think part of that is, you know, also just from the fact that we don't really have a run game, that our run yeah. game is Bryce Perkins. You know, Bryce Perkins leads the team in rushing yards, 193 net to Wayne Talapapa's 152 net. Yeah. So maybe that'll be better. Hopefully when Bryce is a little healthier, you know, later in the year, that's the hope at least, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully there's no concussions or anything signs lingering from last night when he yeah. had to leave the game for a play. Um, but that's my thoughts. At least do you have different thoughts on the deep ball or lack thereof so far? I feel like it's not in our playbook that much really. And it seems to me that, you know, either Bryce isn't comfortable throwing it or he just, you know, really doesn't have the accuracy on those throws. Now, if they pull it out for Notre Dame, that's great. But my guess is that they're going to stick to the mid short range passing game, which is totally fine with me because it's been working. Um, only problem with that is, you know, Bryce kind of likes to loft it a little bit. And so if it, if there's any air under it and he misses, it could be really bad, but you know, that's the handoff. I, I really, I do wish that they would give Talapapa the ball more. I feel like he, I said this already, he's a good running back. He's already got five touchdowns on the season. So he's a yeah. good, he's a really good short yardage back. He seems to be able to squeeze through those tight holes, uh, especially around the goal line really well. And I'm looking forward to seeing if they continue to, you know, go forward with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing with this offense is it's kind of, it's almost like basketball and Tony Bennett is like the staff doesn't really like have things up their sleeves. Like, you know, for the Mike London games, like Mm -hmm. there'd be some plays that just come out of nowhere. Like, Oh, we haven't seen that before. Like, Oh, like that's a trick play here or there. Like this coaching staff doesn't really do that. They're kind of like, this is what works. They like, have no, they're very deliberate. They've got no Philly special in their back pocket. No, I don't. Not that we've seen. I we mean, the only trick play I can think of us running was that fake field goal the, against UNC uh-huh. Mindenhall's first year. Yeah, and we lost by like thirty that game. I would even so. I would even say that you know the the almost fake punt versus ODU is as bad a special as it gets. <laughs> you know when they ran up to the line and all, yeah. tried to snap it and got them offsides. Um, I, I feel like that's about as tricky as we can get. Yeah. <laughs> Well, but, I mean, you look at how deliberate they are and just their personnel group. It's very methodical. You know, they're going to take, yeah. which is the total opposite. You know, Anai was an air raid, uh, you know, disciple coming from, mm-hmm. you know, the Mike Leach system. And, you know, if you remember the first game they ever had against Richmond, it was hurry up, hurry up, let's go. And you look at it now, it's slow down. They're going to mm-hmm. huddle every play. You're going to bring four or five guys out and four or five new guys back in, depending on what play. Mm-hmm. Like it's, there's a huge they're very deliberate in the way they call plays and their personnel groupings, yeah. which, you know, can be frustrating at times. Like if you know certain, you know, if you study it and just us kind of seeing it casually, you can kind of recognize things, but yeah. Hey, if it works, it works. And I don't think there's going to be anything new that we haven't seen already against Notre Dame. I yeah. think they're just going to trust the defense and trust Bryce and hope we can get some plays. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the game plan. I, I, I hope that Bryce stays healthy and, does not turn the ball over this game. I think turnovers are going to kind of dictate where this team can go this season. You know, Bryce already has four interceptions this year, uh, only had nine all of last year. So that is a not concerning, but it's strange that he, you know, 
has given up that many times already. He hasn't fumbled this year. I don't think so. No. Um, but still, I, I hope that he continues to keep the ball and respect the ball and you know keep it safe. And I think that's about it. Turnovers, you know, get in Eden Book's face and go who's. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's the thing with Bryce Perkins. It's like there's times where you're like, oh, like we don't want to overuse him. Like I said before the season, I'd rather him not be our leading rusher. Mm-hmm. Like I just think half the times on these design runs, like a running back can do the exact same thing that he's doing. Yeah. But it's also the thing that Bronco has said. And I remember when we had Jerry Ratcliffe on last year, he said the same thing. It's like, when you got a weapon like Bryce Perkins in college football, like why not use him? Why yeah. not run him? If Bryce is willing to do it and he absolutely wants to do it. Yeah. I mean, that's just a weapon that you have. And I think at times we can be smarter about it and he can mm-hmm. be smarter about it too. Not taking the hits that he's taken. Yeah. Or, you know, the little jump kick that I don't know if he was trying to hurdle last night. <laughs> I think he was trying to hurdle quarter. the guy, but he got caught. <laughs> yeah, like maybe that's not necessary. But, you know, Bryce Perkins is absolutely a weapon, even at 70, 80%, whatever he's playing at with his knee. So, mm. you know, I'm, I I don't know. I think he's, I don't know what stat line he'll necessarily need to beat Notre Dame. Right. But if we beat Notre Dame, he's breaking the rock. I feel pretty confident saying that. Yeah. I, I would agree, even though he's done already this year. He has. So that would be awesome. Anything else you have to add about ODU, FSU, Notre Dame? I mean, it's fun being 4-0, man. It's fun being 4-0. It's fun being 18th in the country. That's incredible. Top 20 for the first time in a long time. And uh, we are going to South Bend next week. I, not we, but like yeah. the Who's are going to South Bend. <laughs> I wish we were going to South yeah, Bend. Yeah, if you're going to South Bend, let us know how it is because I, I've always wanted to go. It seems like an incredible place. And uh, hope to go there one day when the Who's will play Notre Dame, like in what ten years or something. I have no idea. Yeah, I guess I don't know. It's it's been a while. Anyway, let's have uh, some shout outs real quick. Rob, any shout outs? Uh, let's give it to Richard Bernie. I'm pretty sure it was Richard Bernie's first sack last night. Yeah, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously he played tight end and you know was put in the bowl game mm-hmm. against uh against Navy as a defensive end and. That did not work out as great, and then he played last year and had some good moments, but um, you know didn't didn't play the full season, and we still yeah. don't really know why. And right. obviously respect his privacy if he wants it, but you know to have him come out and get a sack last night. I mean, just part of this rotation, and it hasn't been the rotation. It hasn't been a dramatic rotation, you know, of guys coming in and out on the defensive line, but they're keeping guys fresh, and you've see you know sometimes it's three down linemen sometimes it's two but guys are staying fresh and you know Richard Bernie at end has been a big part of that so it's good to see him out there and having a good fifth year yeah I'm gonna give my shout out to uh all UVA fall sports you know we've got uh football ranked we've got field hockey ranked we've got men's and women's soccer ranked in the top 10 uh, especially men's soccer being the number one and number two teams this season so they're all killing it, and uh, I hope to go to some of their games this season. So, that quick shout out, but go Who's. That's really that's really my <laughs> shout out. Uh, do it for the Who's. But anyway, this uh, this is our football podcast for this week. So thank you so much for listening. We are the Guys and Ties. Make sure to follow us on iTunes at Guys and Ties Pod. Make sure to follow us on Twitter if you like our content at Guys and Ties Pod. Uh, go check out Armchair All Americans. They've got a lot of really cool stuff regarding NFL, Major League Baseball, UFC, you name it. So. Go check them out. They've got a lot of great podcasts over there. And we will see y'all soon. Go Hoos. Go Hoos.